Hi, Janet. Hi, Steph. Oh, working from home. I'm really fed up with it. Are you okay? Uh, I'm okay, but I'm really happy. My my house has three floors, but uh, juggling Reuters shifts and homeschooling a 10-year-old and have three very disapproving cats who are waiting for me to leave the house so they can take over again as usual is, uh, is, a, is a different thing. How are your dogs handling it? Oh, well, they're just so spoilt now because they expect attention the whole time and they get more and more demanding. The thing I do like about that is that you know, it sets a real kind of rhythm in your day. But apart from that, I just, you know, I really miss, I miss you. I really do. Yeah, I miss, I miss people too. But I find that I'm listening more and more to podcasts as a distraction. So we thought that we would have... Uh, also have an episode here where we recommend what podcasts we listen to so we can give people a bit more uh, quarantine, quarantine distraction. Well, I was uh, really intrigued when I read uh, Catherine Fortin, Fortown. I'm not too sure how you say her name. I'm sure she'll tell us. She did a post um, on podcast recommendations, legal, non-legal, and pure escape, which I thought was really nice that we had some escapist ones as well. It was on a website called the Armed Groups and International Law. And that's our kind of space, isn't it? Absolutely. And plus, we also, of course, like the fact that Asymmetrical Haircuts made it as the first pick in the legalish podcast. Oh, Stephanie, you do know that's just because we begin with A. Well, whatever. At least we picked something that picks with A, right? Asymmetrical Haircuts Justice Update with Janet Anderson and Stephanie van den Berg. All rise. Anyway, we've got Catherine up here by Skype. Catherine, how, how do you say your name? Catherine Fortin. Fortin. I'm English. Catherine Fortin. And uh, tell us, what do you do um, when you're not writing about podcasts? I work at Utrecht University as a lecturer in uh, international human rights law and international humanitarian law. So at the Netherlands Institute of Human Rights. And you are a self-described podcast addict. So um, to be very uh, self-centered, how long have you liked us, Catherine? <laughs> I've listened to your podcast for a really long time. I think I first came across it when you interviewed one of my colleagues from Utrecht University. That was Eva Vuksic, which is probably quite a memorable episode for you because I think you were walking her dogs at the time. That's right. And she just become a doctor. Um, as we record this, uh, this podcast, we've all just missed her, uh, her viva, her defence of her, of her thing. But uh, you, you must have been enjoying the pictures of her in her cap and gown. Yes, I think I heard it was one of the first, if not the first online PhD defence Utrecht University's ever had. And apparently she did very well. Go Eva. So yeah, I think that was the first one I listened to. And, um, and then I went back and listened to the ones I've missed. So that was a while ago now, um, and I think it's a great podcast. I think it fills a real gap. Um, it helps uh, people stay updated on, obviously, all the different cases that are going on in The Hague. Um, and I like your short episodes, which provide little case updates on different cases and situations. Um, but I also, of course, really like your longer episodes, where you've had a lot of great um, people coming to discuss uh, lots of very interesting issues. Um, I remember... Some podcast episodes I really remember that you've done are the one, an early one you did on superstar lawyers with three defence lawyers. Um, and your recent one, you, you did that live one, which I thought was great on sexual harassment at the International Criminal Tribunals. Um, and the one I mentioned in my blog post, which is the one on um, Jema Katanga. And I thought that that was very interesting um, because it kind of took you behind the scenes of the case at a very interesting moment of time, so after the trial had finished, 
Um, and when uh, Jamal Katanga had gone back to the country and then was in prison again, I thought that that was, it was so interesting how that podcast kind of looked at that trial from a, the impact it had on his life, but also on the community's life and the, even uh, the journalist's life, Lisa Clifford, his, uh, Lisa Clifford her, the child obviously made a big impact on her life. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it just took a very critical look at the value of criminal justice and you posed some very interesting questions at the end about who is all benefited. So that was a great episode. Thanks so much. Well, beyond uh, asymmetrical haircuts, uh, you had lots of other choices, or maybe you've got some new ones that you want to share with us. Have you got a first choice that you'd like to to suggest? Yeah, that was really hard, actually, you pinning me down and asking me to uh, put a first choice. I deliberately did put them in alphabetical order so that there wasn't any um, any any indication there. I think the first choice that I would give here is uh, the Intercross podcast, which is, um, and one of the reasons I picked this one is that, as you probably saw from my list, there are, there are quite a lot of human rights podcasts these days. There really is a choice. Many of them are run out of universities. So there's the Rights Cast podcast and the Better Human podcast and the Declarations podcast. And these are all in human rights law. But there really aren't that many podcasts on international humanitarian law. Um, but the one that there is, is a really good one. Um, and that's why I recommend it. And that's the Intercross um, podcast. And it um, it takes really in-depth looks at different challenges for international humanitarian law and humanitarian action. And it gets a range of different guests on who either take quite a who've either worked at an ICRC office in a country who take quite a long look at a particular country situation or guests who discuss a particular point of law. Um, And the ones that I really like best on that podcast are the ones where the podcast collaborates with the ICRC blog in Geneva, which is the humanitarian law and policy blog. And and there, what they'll often do is they'll take an article which has come out in the International Review of the Red Cross, so the Red Cross's journal, and then they'll get the author um, to come and talk about the article they've written and then be asked questions by um, by the editor, um, which is great because it allows the author to say perhaps different things that are in the article and give perhaps a different perspective because a podcast is appealing to a different audience. So perhaps take a more operational perspective or provide a little anecdote um, to what's written in the article. And those kind of podcasts can actually be really useful in teaching because then you can set the article for your students to read and then you can provide the podcast as an added extra for them to listen to, making the debate really come to life. Um, Another great episode on that podcast is one I've enjoyed is um, the interview with Jonathan Horowitz on the relationship between human rights law and IHL. Um, looking at particular in detention. And that's another issue that has had so many, so much writing on it. Um, But it's very nice then to have a very intimate discussion on it um, with two individuals, both who who know a lot about it. I think the other person in that discussion was Sasha Radin, um, bringing together different points of view and discussing them. Great, thank you. Uh, I will definitely try and tune into that one. Um, My first recommendation is... um, something that I don't actually know anything about. I'm not a lawyer by background and I came across uh, Scott Shapiro's um, decision to run his own podcast while he's in uh, lockdown. Um, Essentially, he's just um, repeating what he does in lectures or what he's also written in his book. So it's very 
dry and very academic. Um, but he's a bit, you know, ironic and a bit witty as he goes as well. And um, just for example, his while well, he was still g- getting together how to actually put his podcast together in this first episode, so the sound is not brilliant, but uh, he just explains why he chose this subject. Also, I should mention, just for people out there who are budding teachers, there is a mistake that I think a lot of people make, is that they think that when they want to teach a subject, they should teach the interesting subjects. <coughs> Wrong. Never teach an interesting subject or a subject that people come in, students come into the class thinking is very interesting because their expectations are going to be sitting very high. And you're going to probably um, uh, not make that bar. Whereas if everyone thinks it's a really, really boring subject, if you're halfway decent, everyone's going to think you're a genius, you're a genius teacher. So that's especially why I like analytical jurisprudence because the bar is so low. Anyway, hopefully we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Um, so I find myself strangely compelled by this this weird um, exposition on analytical jurisprudence, which, as Scott says, I'm the kind of person who knows nothing about it, have no expectations, so I just let him drone on at me. So what about you, Steph? Well, my... My recommendation is something that uh, Catherine also put on her recommendations, which is uh, the uh, I always I always listen to Radio Lab, which I love in general about all kinds of different subjects. But they have this special series called The Other Latif, which is done by Radio Lab collaborator Latif Nasser, who always thought that he was the only one with that name because it's quite rare, apparently, and then finds out there's another Latif Nasser and he is an inmate in Guantanamo. And so this goes into how he got there and uh, en passant basically takes you into the whole uh, CIA rendition flights, torture program, how these things happen and how kind of people roll into this. And so we'll we'll listen a bit to the to the trailer of that here. This is a story about two nerdy Muslim kids from the suburbs named Latif Nasser. I'm one of them, and the other is detainee number 244 at Guantanamo Bay. I've spent three years obsessed with this guy, retracing his story from his home in Casablanca to the most notorious prison in the world. I'm trying to find the truth in a place outside the bounds of law. What I really like about this is that by following this path of this one person, you see the kind of machinery behind it and how the system operates. And it's something that we also talked about in our podcast with Catherine Gallagher, who is defending people uh, who are in Guantanamo Bay about the, in the ICC Afghanistan case. And this is a kind of up close and, up close and personal account of, of how these things happen and how people kind of end up in, in Guantanamo. And so we're going to go back to Catherine and we should do one of those videos throwing microphones to each other. If you want to see those kind of videos, let us know because we have an intern that might be able to do that, but we're not quite sure because we're all very, very Luddite with our technology. Uh, But Catherine, what is your number two choice? So my second um, choice is I've deliberately chosen a non-legal one. And I've done that because in the my blog post, I deliberately split it into legal and non-legal, partly because I think that one of the things we need right now is escape 
Um, not that the one I've chosen is really escape, but it is normally it's escape from the law. Um, and it's one that was recommended to me on Twitter actually after public publication of the blog post, but which I've subsequently added to the list because it's really good. And I it's quite um, a short four episode podcast made by Tortoise Media and it's called My Mother's Murder. And it tells the story of the murder of um, Daphne Caruana Galizia, who is one of Malta's best um, known investigative journalists who was killed in a car bomb in 2017. So it's a, in the podcast, in these four episodes, the, um, it tells the story of the investigation into the murder, which was very movingly carried out actually by um, a team that included her three sons. And the narrator of the podcast is one of her sons, who's called Paul. Um, and he talks about how really instead of before they could grieve, they all threw themselves into investigating who was behind their mother's death. Um, and in during the podcast, it's this incredible story. It, it becomes clear that the people are actually in very high office in Malta. Um, and... Uh, and there's this sort of great line in the podcast when Paul's brother Andrew says something like, when you have a crime that's so great, the cover-up requires almost a reshaping of society. When a crime is so great, the cover-up requires almost a reshaping of society. Because there's not only the, the crime itself that needs to be covered up, there are all the things around it. It kind of warps institutions, politics, social structures, relationships. And so people start to notice something strange happening to their own country. And so I always believe that it reaches a point where the truth just bursts out because society would have to change too much to contain it. And what's, what's so powerful then is that this powerful statement about um, society's ability to or inability to cover up uh, crimes this great or perhaps the, the inability of political structures to cover up this great because of the power of society um, is shown to be true in the podcast because in the, in the final stages of the podcast you see the truth being revealed after a number of arrests. And then the society kind of erupts into these a number of these very violent protests um, with people calling for accountability and justice. Um, and then at the end, there are some very high profile resignations, including the resignation of, uh, of the prime minister. And, and it's so it's a, it's an incredible story. And it's my second recommendation. My second recommendation is also a non-legal one. It's uh, the one I listen to to get kind of zen and and basically make sure that my mind quiets after a long, busy day of thinking about all kinds of things and working a lot. And it, it's what unwinds me from mass atrocity and coronavirus news. And it's called The Memory Palace by Nate DiMeo. And he has a wonderfully soothing voice. There are very short stories, about five minutes, ten minutes maximum, where he takes something, a historical event, and then narrates it from the point of view of a person living in that time. And it can be anything, really. He uh, has one which is from a point of view of a woman worker in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, which was one of the catalysts to get workers' rights in the U.S. 
but he also, for instance, has a story about the Wonderland um, theme park in New Jersey in the 1920s and what you could see and how it would feel like. And it he makes it extremely personal and makes history kind of really feel alive in those five minutes. And you can really imagine what it would be like to be a child in the 1920s to be taken to such a wonderful amusement park and, and what it would feel like. And um, he's done for the corona uh, virus uh, lockdown. Uh, he's done um, stories of 20 seconds to wash your hands too. So we'll listen to a very, very small snippet of it. If the first film version of Titanic, released just a month after the sinking, weren't lost, we could see Dorothy Gibson in the same white dress in same white cardigan she wore on the night the ship struck an iceberg and she was put into a lifeboat. But we couldn't know how it felt to be in those same clothes pretending to be in that same lifeboat, watching the Titanic sink below the cold waves. Well, my second one is also, uh, I don't know if soothing is quite the right word, but it, because they're kind of long and detailed uh, interviews uh, by Taus Bauknecht and his colleague Anne van Maurik, both at uh, NEOD, the, um, it's the archive for investigating our uh, the the war, the last war and other wars. Uh, they've put together a podcast which in duck, Dutch is on Zekere Tida and in English is called Neod Rewind. And that's um, what I do like about it is that they take time to really go into things. These are, you know, they, they're not uh, short and tight and, and, and highly focused. They're, they're taking time to really go in depth into a subject. So I find that quite, uh, quite relaxing as well. Um, I'm not, sh I don't think I'll, I'll suggest a, a clip from it though, or a particular one. I just think it's, it's worthwhile exploring. So uh, those are our main suggestions. Um, it would be great if other people would like to send some suggestions in to us uh, and uh, so that we could uh, share them around and maybe we'll also um, send them to Catherine in case she wants to add, add to her list as well. Are you planning on, a, on another reprise of this, Catherine? And if, if the lockdown carries on for the next year or so, will you have a go again? Yeah, I mean, I've been amazed at how how many hits this post has had. <laughs> Clearly, uh, it hit a real need this uh, podcast recommendation list. So I'll certainly be updating it. I've been already sent quite a number of recommendations that aren't on the list. So I'll either do a second round of uh, recommendations that I'll just edit into this one, or I'll do another post uh, at another date, depending on how long we're all under this lockdown. <laughs> Thanks very much for doing this one and including us. And thanks so much for coming to talk to us and give us some recommendations and have us chat about what we could all listen to um, in the meantime. Great. My thanks pleasure. very much, Catherine. Very Hope to see you in real life at some point. Yeah, that would be nice. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Asymmetrical Haircuts is presented by Janet Anderson and Stephanie van den Berg. This episode has obviously been recorded at home, but we'd still like to give a shout out to our regular host, Humanity Hub, and we hope to return there soon. Music was by audionautics.com. We're available on all major podcast apps. Give us a rating and spread the word. <laughs>